Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome to After Hours, everybody, here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippin, and we've got Stretch. And I could just stop talking there and just let you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you got to ask him these serious questions. Okay, these serious questions. Let All me right. really get in here and get intimate. How's that? Okay. That's, that's good. good. That's All good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Leanne... Did... Leanne from here. I know. I get... <laughs> <laughs> if if um, Leanne declared you supreme ruler of barbecue mm-hmm. for one week, what would you stretch as supreme leader decree? More swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> I love swordfish. I don't get to eat it enough, and I think everybody should eat swordfish. It's I don't like swordfish. Why don't you like swordfish? Because it's tough. It's like a it's it's not delicate and flaky. It's it's almost steak like, but not. It, I don't know. I'm just not a swordfish. Oh, the loin fish, not a fillet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I like it when it cut a nice fish, and because I love fish. But if I'm eating like a trout or something that's got those little pence pea bones and stuff, it can ruin my whole meal. Just I like agree. that, and okay. I'll just stop eating. But a, a swordfish steak done right on the grill you know whether capers or a nice sauce or even just lemon a little salt it's awesome i love it yeah cool and it's healthy there you go okay so if you could erase one mistake from your past what would it be (laughs) and why (laughs) so earlier this week i did a show called barbecue podcast With someone named Leanne. Uh, <laughs> wow. Erase, erase, erase. Erase, erase, yeah. Right. Uh, if there was one thing I could erase from my past, what would it be? Hmm. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I'm sure I got to think that that's one through. That's actually good. I've that's never a had good any answer. Regrets, yeah. That's you know? really good. Yeah. I've never really had any regrets. You know, I live it and you do it. You got to own it. And yep. yeah. I own it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you'll like this one, if we put your skills to music stretch, what music would it be? Oh, it'd probably be somewhere between polka and punk. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rock and roller. Come on. He is. <clears throat> he is. Uh, worst concert you've ever been to? Oh, my God. River dance. I fell asleep. Uh, I guess it's really a concert, but it was it was rough. It was. Yeah, it was a rough one. Good yeah. to know. I mean, they were I, talented, but it was it was rough. OK, mm-hmm. I can I can believe you on that one. 
watch all the all the click clicking heels for yeah everybody running around. What was that that guy's name? Michael Atley or Michael something? I don't remember. It was so good. You know, I read probably would have rather had like the pan flute guy, you know, in front of me for four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Interesting. What's the biggest (laughs) mistake you've ever made during a competition? Missing turn in time. Oh, a couple times I've done that. Once was my fault. Once was my fault. I think I've done it twice. Oh, that was mistakes doing that. And then one time I asked the judge, it was at a competition, a kosher queue. And on the Thursday or Wednesday night, they do beef ribs instead of pork ribs. And when I was doing a gig in New Zealand, they take the meat, the beef off the bone and cut it up and make it look like burn ends. So I asked at the meeting, can they do it? Can I do it? And they said, the judges prefer that you don't. I said, I don't care what the judges think. I think it looks better than having a, a rib bone in the box. So uh-huh. I did it. And the judges the, uh, came over and they said, Stretch, did you turn that box? And I said, yes. Yeah. said, well, you're DQ'd. And I uh-huh. said, why? I asked on Wednesday, you know, at the meeting, they said, yeah, but it's illegal. And, the, you know, the guys putting on the, the deal, they said, well, you shouldn't have done it. And the guys next to me, the tender, like he asked and they said it was okay. They just didn't prefer it. So I got DQ'd. And what sucked about it is I had three good calls and then I was DQ'd and I still didn't come in last place. And then I beamed a rabbi with a stick of butter, which was melted. Um, <laughs> I started drinking. It was Fleischmann's, so it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't have been. Uh, Ezra or whatever his name was with the uh-huh. did, did him you knock his yarmulke off his head? Oh, you know, no, it splattered. It was soft. It was, it was the- soft. Wow. It was fun. Do you remember the first thing uh, you ever grilled or smoked? And I'm not talking about on a nail or an iron. I'm talking about something real, uh, a real machine. Um, tie stick? Oh. Tie stick. <laughs> whatever you want, buddy. Um but anything you ever, the first thing you ever grilled or smoked and went, yeah, I'm in. Probably. No, I don't remember. But I remember, you know, burgers were probably the first thing or pork chops uh, uh-huh. growing up that I put on a Weber grill or a gasser um, early on was the first things. And I said, wow, it doesn't have to be burnt. I grew up in that meat and potato family where yep. everything was well done. And mm-hmm. once it came off, you cut it open and it leaked all the juices all over the place. And then you took the, the white bread and soaked it all up, you know, and, yeah. and ate it. But once I realized you could mm-hmm. eat meat that wasn't brown, I was yep. like, it's a new day, you know? Yep. Yeah. I will tell you, that was, that kind of happened to me too. My dad, he liked everything pan fried. Everything was pan fried or it was baked, just baked the snot out of it roasted it in the oven and everything was brown and that's where i got my affinity for a lee and perrin was to give it some sort of flavor but when i discovered mm. that there was this thing called medium rare i went nuts you know and i yeah. started i started cooking uh dinners and stuff then and my dad would go you know he'd cut into it and some juice would come out he go this isn't done you know i, I said well yeah it is why don't you try it so mm-hmm. he did eventually i don't think he ever liked it but he tried it so anyway um where's the worst place you ever had to cook during a comp Ooh, pouring rain or location uh worst conditions let's put it that way 
rain when you have a tent and wind is always, always tough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I cook a lot of comps myself and having to hustle over to meet and, uh, get, get your stuff turned in on time, uh, is tricky. Um, and I did one down in Alabama. I did a triple by myself once it was two turn-ins at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the second day it was a single. And that one kicked the hell out of me. It that was a tough one. And the winds were seriously, I mean, it was out of control. The winds, they were blowing stuff, tents, you know, the tents mm-hmm. looked like tumbleweeds going down between them. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the worst times is being sick, uh, getting a cold or something once you got mm-hmm. there, but you still got to get through. So, you know, you got your paper towels, you know, stuffed up your nose when you're injecting <laughs> and just trying to get through the thing, you know, because you got, you got to do what you got to do. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Dire Straits, ACDC, or Billy Ray Cyrus? I'm going to have to go with ACDC on that one, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> wow, that was a very formal answer. I like it. I like it. <laughs> one thing you miss about your 20s, if you remember, one thing you miss about your 20s. My hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um what would be your last meal if you were on death row? Just to piss softly, and I'm going to say swordfish. Um, <laughs> you, know, there was, you, you all heard the joke. You know, what was the cannibal's last meal, right? No. Five guys. <laughs> that sounds like oh. an Alexa joke. You know, I think a surf, and surf would be really nice. You know? Yeah, there you go. Surf. Or, yeah. you know, I'd call it, you know, smorgasbord. You just start at one end and then you never, you know, get that. You know, just keep on trucking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's your favorite movie? You know, it's a tough one. And every year, for whatever reason, I fall in love with fucking Die Hard. I just love him. Getting oh, really? I think it's he, he's awesome. And he just gets kicked around so much. And I don't know what it is. I just go back to it every year. It's what, probably one of the only movies I've watched more than 10 times. You yeah, know? It, it is a good yeah. flick for sure. If you could uh, cook for and then have dinner with a historical figure, who would it be and what would be on the menu? Hmm. So I think Pocahontas would be fun. And I would uh, <laughs> make her turkey and uh, corn. Just, no, I think Pocahontas would be kind of fun. I think she was pretty uh, groundbreaking and put up with a lot of crap. I think Einstein would be really wild to have dinner with. Um, uh, I, I'd like to say to have dinner with Hitler. Um, as a Hebrew school dropout and stuff, I would just want to know what made that guy think like that. And if you're going to sit around a neutral environment like a table, I really uh-huh. would want to know what would make that guy tick. You know, you can yeah. bring Genghis Khan to the table. You can bring, you know, Yoda to the table. You can bring all sorts of great people at that dinner table. And I think the conversations would be crazy. It'd be all over the place, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was always wondering when somebody was going to bring that up since I've been doing this show. Because to tell you the truth, I thought about that, too. Why that son of a bitch? What, what made you do that? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he was out of his mind, obviously, but he's like, I'm not only out of my mind, you know, everyone's going to drink the Kool-Aid and we're going to walk our way across Europe and kill everybody. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. basically what they did. Yeah. Um, what's the worst thing about owning your own restaurant? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, the same thing. What's the best part? It's customers. And I sometimes allocate to kind of relate it to like being a teacher. The best part about being a teacher is when those students come through and they they do great things and they move on in the future and you, you're rewarded. At the same time, you have the bad students. Customers are great when they're smiling at the end of the meal, but it really pisses you off when they're not happy and you can never make those people happy. But what I do love the most about my restaurant is seeing employees that start at the bottom and make their way through. We've put a lot of nurses through school as well. But seeing someone start in the dish pit and then become managers, I love. I'm actually getting some goosebumps on that. I love seeing yeah. them thrive, learn something. What we used to say is, you're learning a trade where you can take this trade anywhere in the world, not just putting a pushing a button like a Taco Bell or Applebee's microwave and stuff. You're learning how to cook and make sauces, and yeah, it might only be pizza, but without all the, you know, crap that goes along with making fine French cuisine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> have you ever cooked in? Uh... A thunderstorm in your underwear? Um, well, I didn't start wearing underwear until about 10 years ago. And I <laughs> outside quite a bit. Um, I'm down with that. You know, uh, I've cooked in my underwear and a Kukoi. Have you ever cooked in a Kukoi? I cooked in a Kukoi when I was doing a gig in, in, um, in Kenya. When I did something with the Maasai tribe, um, I was cooking goat with them and drinking the blood of the goat in the headlights of a pickup truck. Oh, so that's what happened. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> if you could um, work with one of your barbecue heroes, who would the hero be? Oh. Well, Leanne's no longer available, so... Uh, <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> barbecue hero you know i wish i got a chance to cook with mike from 17th street yeah i thought that oh would uh, yeah i agree awesome to cook with him mm-hmm. yeah. i think that would have been super cool yes it would have uh what barbecue skill took you the longest to master um i think i'm still trying to master all the skills <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you know, when you, when you, you know, chicken's always tough, but it's the one I excel in. Actually, I've gotten more 180s in that than anything else. Um, I, and then I was doing fine with pork. You know, I, again, I think it depends on your smoking rig, your apparatus, whatever grill you're cooking on. I like to try new smokers often. Um, it's probably smarter if I stuck with the same one, but I like the challenge of figuring out how to make different kinds of smokers do what I need them to do. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest challenge is uh, smokers probably with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> A couple more questions here, Stretch. What uh, is the best day for Stretch contain as far as activities? If you had your perfect day. Perfect day is when I don't have to refill the coffee makers with beans and my coffee maker makes perfect <laughs> coffee. And then I can go out, studio's perfect. The weather's right around 68 degrees outside. I love that. I have plenty of gas in my truck. There's no jackasses driving a Prius that slows me down from point A to point B. 
<laughs> the perfect lunch comes on time, whether it's hot or cold, whatever I want to have to eat. And I have good people around me throughout the day, smiling and enjoying it with good conversation. And then it doesn't matter what I do the rest of the day. There you go. Um, last one. Did you Have you ever smoked an armadillo? I've smoked iguana. I've smoked nutria. I've smoked wild boar. What's I've nutria? Weird pig looking okay. things in the Republic of Georgia in the Uskali Mountains, way above Tbilisi. Um, I do not think I've ever smoked an armadillo. I've smoked carp or uh, Asian carp, um, but I don't think I've smoked an armadillo. Well, I see, do not. That could be on your to-do list. Yeah. 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 It would I don't know how you keep them lit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Leanne's heard me tell this story. In Texas, it's the thing. If you see a roadkill armadillo, you're supposed to get out, prop him up on his back feet and his tail, and put a, a Lone Star bottle in his hands. That's what you do. Is that why they sell those at the gas stations? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can see, I, I wish I saw more of those bloated creatures holding Lone Star bottles on the side <laughs> of that room. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. And by the way, Leanna, Nutria is kind of like an otter or a beaver. But oh, they're, I didn't they're, know that. Yeah. Vegetarian, actually. They're vegetarians. They live down in the swamps down in Louisiana. On yeah. my Eating the Enemy show on Animal Planet, we did uh, Nutria. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we have them that. here. We have them here. So. Where's hmm. here? Oregon. I live in Oregon. Ah. Yeah, we have them. And in fact... As soon as I turn off the recording, I will tell you a story about what happened to uh, Nutria. Anyway, uh, Stretch, it's uh, it's been great to see you and talk to you again, man. It's always for good. sure. Thank you so much, guys, and keep on smoking and look for the new album coming out. Uh, hopefully by end of March. Excellent. We'll have to do some reviews yeah. for you. Yeah, it's all about food. There's a song on there called "My Grill Is a Battlefield." There's oh, a song like it. called uh, Dine and Dash. There's uh -huh. a song. It's a it's a love song called I'll Make You Breakfast in Bed. Oh. Um, there's a song called Carnivora Chaos. Uh, so it's all food related. Fire starter, um, propane and accessories. Yeah, um, so there's, a, there's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's stuff. fun. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, folks, that's it for After Hours here this week on Barbecue Nation. Ms. Leanne and I will be back next week, and Mr. Stretch will be out in the world somewhere causing chaos, and we love it. Thanks, bud. Peace out, Stretch. You got it.